When I learned to drive officially, not unofficially, my driving instructor taught me about a side of the car in the back, which is known as the blind side. If you look in the mirror, you might be able to see the car in that spot. If you look in the back like this over your shoulders, you won't see because a pillar is covering that area. So you'll have to adjust the mirrors properly to see what car is coming on the blind side. When you drive, the rear view mirror serves a purpose. It is so that you don't have a blind side. And that is what I want to talk to you about. Because Christians get blindsided all the time. And we ought not to have that happen to us. When you say you're blindsided, it's a hit or an attack by someone on a side that is blind. You don't see it coming. So you're called to be alert. In 1 Peter 5.8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Sometimes the Lord wants you. He won't tell you specifically how the devil is out to get you. He'll tell you, go this way. And if you don't go this way and you get caught by the devil in his snares, is that God's fault? He's trying to save you. That is why we must be in obedience to him at all times as much as we can. And there are times when he says, go right and we go left. I've done that. He doesn't condemn us but he straightens us out. The question is, are you alert? And how do we become alert? It's simple. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's complicated because that involves a lot of things. That's why you must sharpen your axe, just like your fingerprint is complicated. Only the Lord can reveal the nuances of your life, whatever you have to do that day to you. I can't do that. If the, Even if the Lord told me that, I may be able to do that for another person, but not for all of you. You should spend time with the Lord. You know why? Because in 2 Corinthians 2, 11, it says, Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. When you look at Job, God gave Job everything he had, and God gave Satan permission to take away and Job said the Lord has taken away that is wrong but the thing is nothing happens without the Lord knowing it and in the new covenant he tells us this is going to happen so unless we spend time with them how will we know and this year I started out by telling you that we should have the mind of Christ and how to get there and that is like, this is what, October. And I've been teaching you, and that's why it's complicated in that way. I've been teaching you in each item so that you can understand these precepts that God has laid down so that you can get close to Him. In 1 Corinthians 2.16, it says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that He may instruct Him? But we have the mind of Christ. 
same thing in the old testament the work of my hands we have such authority that we can instruct god on what to do with that with that kind of authority what are you doing getting blindsided see it all starts with seeking the lord in amos 5:4 says for, for thus saith the lord to the house of israel seek me and live seek me and live in john 10:10 it says the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy and i have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly who said that jesus said that yeah the thief is obviously the devil yes has he stolen your time from you has he stolen your work of righteousness from you and thereby has he stolen the very choice that you have to serve the lord from you people have asked me why did god if he knew everything why did he place two trees in the garden one is a tree of life the other the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so one he said no the other he said nothing about so you can take it so why did he place those two trees it's so that you and i have a choice and that is there even now don't be robbed of that choice and don't make mistakes with that choice and if you have then get right with god because he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him go to hebrews 11:6 but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him if you don't believe that he is really as the world says good luck with that nowhere in the bible does god try to prove his ex- existence it is okay to reason with him it is okay to question him on all these things but you're questioning him that means he is there you can see that david questioned him you can see in isaiah the lord himself says come let us reason together but you must believe that he is and then you must seek him diligently because he rewards you as you seek him the peace that surpasses all understanding guards your heart in christ jesus now i see people who are lost because thy, their heart is not guarded and it's not the case that our heart is guarded all the time that is where iron sharpens iron that's where you have the community of believers do you understand but here you must seek him and if you just have a religion called christianity it'll serve you no good absolutely no good You can have a thousand pastors on your speed dial if your phone can handle that but it'll do you no good. See you have a choice now that sin has no power over you because of Jesus Christ. But we have to make that choice to decide on Jesus and his promises no matter what life throws at us. I'll give you an example. Imagine just imagine now that I'm the devil yes. I'm not yes. Hallelujah. and i threw a towel on your head you will know the devil has thrown a towel on your head yes and what will you do you will take it off yes the devil doesn't throw a towel on your head but he'll keep you busy with the things that we call life be it joy 
page sorrow. Sometimes if you're on the phone and you're talking or you're in your Facebook or whatever, you will not notice a single strand on your head. It might bother you for some time, but your attention is focused on that. And later, you may be doing something else and there's a tragedy in your life. There's another strand. Pretty soon, as you get older, that towel comes to being in your head. It is not to throw a towel strand by strand. The devil has worn his lies and they are called in the Bible strongholds. That's why we need to renew our mind in the word of God. Do you understand? When you don't renew your mind in the word of God and you know a little bit of this, that's actually more dangerous than knowing nothing. Jesus said, I wish you knew something. You are Either you are hot or cold. But since you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out. Long time ago, I had a headache. And someone who dropped out of medical college diagnosed me as having some sort of a tumor or cancer or something. So I ran to my doctor and I said to him, I have a tumor or a cancer or something. So he did all kind of tests and he said, John, I don't find anything wrong with you. At most, you may be dehydrated. And that's why you have a headache. Drink water. And by the way, who told you that you have a tumor or cancer? I said, this person that he has done some medicine. And I remember what the doctor said. A person with some knowledge is more dangerous than a person with no knowledge. Because you tend to believe that person with some knowledge. A Christian was witnessing to a lawyer. And he said, somewhere in the Bible, he says this and that. And the lawyer said, stop You see all these books and his office is full of books. These are books concerning the law of the land and I know every one of them. If I don't know the law of of the land, how good a lawyer am I? You say you have one book, the Bible, and you don't know where, what is what and where is where. And you're trying to witness to me? Like that, I'm telling you, hypocrisy in your life will be seen by others. When people in the pulpit fall, they fall because it is not real to them. They're human. Their calling is divine, yes. They fall because they teach a syllabus, not their heart. And I'm telling you what is in my heart. I did not know about some people being in the ICU when I prepared this. The Lord said, talk about being blindsided. Why? Because he wants to save you from being blindsided. Because sin has no power over you and you are not unaware of the devil's tactics. And I've given you that example of the towel. Have the cares of this world stopped you from following Jesus? You may be glad when I speak the word or when you read the Bible, but it says in Matthew 13, 22, Now he who receives the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Hallelujah. So when there is trouble, you're called to endure. You're called to hang on. And that has to be real. How can it be real when the Bible is not real to you or you just show up on Sunday and you are a Sunday Christian, as they say, it ha- the faith has to be real. How can you encourage others the faith that is fake? Go to James 1, 2. 
It says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. This is talking about something that is deeper. But you're called to persevere no matter what. Perseverance under stress. You can only do that when you cast your burdens unto the Lord. Clearly, we must understand this. We are not built to handle stress. We are not built to handle anxiety. And stress is the number one cause of all sickness. And that is part of the curse. Because in the Bible, in the New King James Version, it says toil is part of the curse. But toil is tied to anxiety. And that is also tied to stress. Anxiety in the heart of a man weighs him down, yes? But a good word makes him glad. What does it say that? In Proverbs, do you understand? So we are not built to handle stress. So cast our burdens unto the Lord. It's not denial. It's not denying your responsibility. You are not able to cast it. When the doctor told me I had a heart attack, I started taking pictures. He said, why are you taking pictures of yourself? I said, well, it's not every day that you have a heart attack, yeah? So he said, you are in denial. So I explained to him the Nile is a river in Egypt. Then he said, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> but what I want to tell you is don't get blindsided. You are not meant for that. God will tell you what is right, what is wrong. Spend time with him. Cast your burdens unto him. Whatever is troubling you, give it to the Lord. Initially, I could not do that. But like I said, I had a vivid imagination. I could imagine a JCB and Jesus standing on the other side. So I would cast all my troubles that day into the JCB and it would pick up and turn around and give it to Jesus. It worked. So I was able to sleep at peace. That's how it started. But that's not how it is now. Remember, in the old covenant, and many Christians are still living in that old covenant. Go to Job 1. 21. After everything was taken away from Job, he said what? Naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord gives and without the Lord permission, Lord's permission, nothing could be taken away. But here's the thing. We are not unaware of the devil's tactics and we have an advocate, Jesus and the Holy Spirit guides us. Be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you are not unaware of the devil's schemes. If you go to Psalm 103, verse 7, it says, He made his known, uh, he made his ways known to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. His ways were known to Moses. But what happened to Israel, the whole congregation? They saw only what God did. But here, if you go to Exodus 33, 11. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend and he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man did not depart from the tabernacle. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. Moses had a relationship with them. Joshua wanted that. So he did not leave or depart from the tabernacle. Are you seeking the Lord? Because if you are seeking Him, there will be times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Having said all this, there's a danger 
in going it alone without the Holy Spirit for you and me. Go to Hosea 4.6. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you from being priests for me because you have forgotten the law of your God. I will also forget your children. It says, my people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. What is this knowledge? In Psalm 28.5, it tells us, because they do not regard the works of the Lord nor the operation of his hands, he shall destroy them and not build them up. So operation of his hands means knowing what the Lord does. Remember, we have the mind of Christ. Yes, that includes even worship. Go to Isaiah 5.12. The harp and the strings, the tambourine and the flute and the wine are at their feast, but they do not regard the work of the Lord, nor consider the operation of his hands. So you can have smoke machine, but that is not a substitute for the anointing. You can have entertainment, but that is no substitute for the anointing. There, that is no substitute for us being changed in his presence. Now, the operation of his hands. And here's the thing. The Bible doesn't tell us to look to his hands, but to know the operation of his hands. But the Bible tells us to look unto his face. So when you look at someone's face, I was telling somebody, you have two eyes, yes? You have a nose, you have a lip, you have a forehead, and most of you have hair, yes? But here, when it comes to your relationship with the Lord, if you look to his face, you will know the operation of his hands. But if you look to his hands, you will be deceived because you're not looking at the blessor, you're looking at the blessing. Am I clear on what I'm saying, yes? Go to Psalm 27, verse 8. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face I will seek. My heart, does it have, your heart, does it have eyes and ears? But here, it says, your face I will seek with my heart. Here, my heart said, means it has mouth. Where? In the spiritual realm. That's why you give your heart to the Lord. He's talking about the spiritual realm. And in the natural realm, you will know the work of his hands. Am I clear? Yes? Go to Psalm 32 verse 8. I'll instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I'll guide you with my eye. How does the Lord guide us? With his eye. So if you don't look to his eye and just look at his hand, how do you know what the eye is doing? That's why you look to his face. Yes? 1 Peter 3.12 For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. What does that mean to you and me? The Lord knows what we go through. And the Lord knows when we purposely devise evil schemes and do them. And the Lord knows, okay, we are purposely doing this for gain in the world, putting away the things of the world. The Lord knows, you can't fool him. But the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. You're a slave of righteousness. Jesus died that you may be the righteousness of God, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, yes? So that involves walking with Him. We're not always perfect, but He perfects that which concerns us. Do you understand? Yes, that involves walking with the Lord. The Lord being there, He guided me on what to do. He spoke to me this morning. He said, don't worry about the time. Just be there and serve me. 
and I'm, that's what I've done, yes? So walk with the Lord. But then here's the thing. How can you walk with someone whom you don't agree with unless there's deception involved or unless you're not telling them everything? Amos 3.3 Can two walk together unless they agreed? When I left the old ministry that told my pastor, he's still my pastor, I said, we stand in the stage together. Sometimes we stand in things that are life and death matters. And if I don't agree with you and you don't agree with me, we cannot walk together. Here's the thing. I, the scripture says, can two walk together unless they agreed? And Ephesians 4.1 says what? I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. So I told him, I have a calling for that I'm accountable to the Lord for. If I follow you and do everything for you, I will not do my calling. And here I am sitting here doing my calling. How can two walk together? How can you walk with the Lord unless you agree with the Lord? You're fooling yourself and you're fooling everybody else. So here's the thing. The Holy Spirit will tell you of things to come. How do you know that? Jesus said so himself. Go to John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. This is talking about the Holy Spirit, not about any other human being. Do you understand? Yes? Because I've learned that this is talking about some other person in some other religion. Yeah? That's wrong. Yeah? Don't get blindsided. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. When you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, He will guide you into all truth. He will tell you what is going to come. And you are not unaware of the devil's tactics. Don't get blindsided. And that's where iron sharpens iron. 1 Timothy 4.14 Do not neglect the gift that is in you which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Now, this is specifically talking about the gift. But what I want to bring to your attention is the need to seek the Lord. Say, do not neglect the gift that is in you. How many of you have gifts that the body can use, that people who are lost can use? And it is in total ruin and neglect because you don't stir it up. What does it say in 2 Timothy 1, 6? Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying, of, laying on of my hands. So when you look in the mirror, don't look at that reflection and say useless. No, stir up that gift that God has given you. If you don't know what they are, sit with the Lord. Come to me. Do you understand? He gives gifts as he wills. I'll tell you what I know, what the Lord reveals. Do you understand? But if you don't seek Him, how will you know? On the other hand, I've seen people dish out this knowledge of gifts. And one person, he was gifted with the gift of healing. And he said, oh, look at these hands. Oh, if I lay my hands on these people, they'll get healed. And I knew this was, this person was bound for disaster. Within a month, they left the church and they started another ministry. Why? Because of the hands crazy. What is there in your hand? God asked Moses that. That is different. You have the Bible, yes? All of you have the Bible? If you don't have one, see me. I'll give you a Bible, yes? 
you have the preaching of the word of God and the explanation of the word of God. I take the trouble to record it. I don't have to remind you to listen to it again. You have the daily declaration of faith based on what you read from the Bible, who you are in Christ. I have made a recording of that. If you need a link to that, speak to me. I'll give you that link. You have love and good works because that is who you are. But they are stifled by the cares of this world. And that's where iron sharpens iron. And that's where your gifts come into operation. And most of all, people don't see the importance of assembling or gathering ourselves together in unison like this. They don't see the importance of that. Because of technology, they think, oh, they can see the, the live stream and be okay. No, there's a difference. Go to Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. And let us, be, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. The day approaching is the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is not to fill you with apprehension, but it is to comfort you, as the Bible says, with all joy, with the ultimate of comfort. But here I'm telling you not to get blindsided. Hallelujah. Repeat after me. I will know the works of the Lord's hands because I look to his face. Jesus is Lord. And I'm not going to be blindsided. The Holy Spirit will teach me all things in Jesus name. Amen.